Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of OK Now Breathe podcast. I'm Megan from OKNowBreathe.com, where I talk about mental health, self-care, self-love, personal growth through the eyes of spirituality. I don't know if you can hear, but it is a nice, cozy, rainy night when I'm recording this. Actually, it's like 1230 a.m., but (laughs) I consider that night. You know, until I wake up the next day, I'm like, it's nighttime. It ain't no morning, except like New Year's Eve. That's when that's when it officially counts, like New Year's Eve to New Year's Day. But yeah, so today I wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind for a while now. And if you've listened to any episode at this point, or if you follow me on Instagram at OK Now Breathe, OK Now Breathe is everywhere. All- <laughs> my goodness every like social media account is all okay now breathe um so you can find me everywhere but anywho something that has been on my mind for a while and I feel like for years actually at this point but you are allowed to end toxic relationships with family members and I'm coming from a place of I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of the, I would say, manipulation and the lack of empathy, the lack of compassion, and I'm just, mm, I'm done, you know? (laughs) Usually I come on here and I'm coming from like a super, I don't know, I'm just fired up, guys. It's 1230 in the morning, and I'm about to get really real. I did not wake up one day and decide to cut ties with my mom. It was a long time coming. It was years in the making. And as I'm talking about you know, the relationship or the lack of relationship I have with her or other family members in my life, I still want to keep some privacy for them. Like, I would say, you know, like, I'm not going to air every single dirty detail because at the end of the day, I don't know what life has in store, but I know right now in my life, I have zero regrets of ending that toxic, unhealthy relationship. And I feel like people get praised and encouraged to leave unhealthy marriages, unhealthy, you know, partnerships. But when it's your family, you're looked down upon. You know, you're viewed as unloyal or, you know, you can drop anybody at the drop of the hat. But people don't realize that it takes a lot to get to that point. And I talk a lot about self-love and boundaries and how important setting boundaries is for self-love. Because I truly believe you cannot be on your fullest extent, extent of your self-love journey without 
setting and enforcing boundaries. And boundaries say that you matter. Boundaries say that you care about yourself. Boundaries say that you're finally going to make yourself a priority. And the thing is, when you finally put yourself as a priority, some people just don't get it. And I will say probably most people don't get it. And I feel like I'm at this wavelength from my healing journey and how far I have been on this healing journey since 2014. You know, I have really gone through pain, like being on the bathroom floor, crying my eyes out, trying to grip at anything I could hold on to to not feel like my world has disappeared. And the thing that started this all back in 2014 was when I came out to my mom that I was sexually abused. And it was around Mother's Day. I remember talking about that. And I remember growing up her saying to me that if anything ever happened to me, to tell her. And I had a lot of suppressed memories. I had a lot of memories that I didn't realize it was abuse at the time because I was young, really young. I honestly, I can't tell you how young I was or, you know, how long the abuse happened. But... I will say that when I told my mom, she couldn't accept it because I didn't tell her who it was. She didn't offer to help me if she didn't know who it was. So, you know, like, flash forward to, I believe it was November of 2014, where I came to her again and I told my mom, you know, I feel like I need to go to therapy for this. And she kept insisting, she kept insisting. She's like, tell me who it was. Tell me who it was. And my mom, (laughs) she couldn't accept that I needed help without prying, without knowing who it was. Because I think in her mind, she... (laughs) She wishes, not wishes, that sounds terrible, but in a way, I think she wishes that it was my mom, my, I'm sorry, my dad, who did that to me, but it wasn't, and um, when she kept pestering and pestering me, I'm like, I can't tell you, I can't tell you, and she kept telling me, like, who is it, who is it, and I'm like, how can I tell you when it's your blank. I'm not, I I just, I don't feel comfortable telling you who abused me. Um, Because like I said, I'm trying to keep certain things, privacy and respect for other people. I know that sounds terrible in this um, situation, but that's all I can say about that. Um, So then I finally 
went to um, therapy a few months later. And a while after that, things just really took a big turn in my life and in my family's life. And um, to keep some details private, she started to go to therapy, and I went to therapy as well, but we had the same therapist, and I feel like that was a conflict of interest (laughs) in a way, because there was a lot of stuff I needed to talk to my therapist about, about my mom and my upbringing, and how there just wasn't a lot of love at all in my family growing up. Um, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, until I was much older, I don't ever remember hearing I love you from my parents. I definitely experienced a lot of emotional neglect, um, emotionally absent, sometimes physically absent mom. And long story short, (laughs) 2015, I can't really remember the exact month. But I got a phone call that she was divorcing my dad, and I didn't get the courtesy of being in person. And my sister, my mom just texted her about it, and, you know, we woke up, and my mom already, you know, she already took majority of the money from my family's account. And the process of the divorce went on for years. And it was so back and forth. But it came down to my mom caring more about money than her own children. Even though We kept trying to work it out with her. We kept trying over and over and over to make that relationship work. But it all came down to my mom just did not care about me. She didn't care about my sister. Uh, She, all my life, my mom has been selfish. All my life, my mom, like I said, wasn't there for me. In basically any capacity. You know, I I grew up knowing I had to, you know, I remember having to get myself ready when I was five years old, going to school and waking my mom up so she can take me to school. And I remember so much of my elementary school years and middle school years where she would forget to pick me up from school or my sister up from school or she would prefer to watch trading spaces instead of picking us up and you know in in the midst of all like the divorce drama and everything she kept saying that she wanted to do better and that she was sorry for abusing us as kids. She was sorry for, like, hitting us. 
And I just, I, it's hard to get over that trauma when the trauma manifests into another way and you're just reminded over and over and over that you are essentially scum on your parents' shoe. And you will get stepped over and stepped on and squished. And the only way to stop that from happening is to release it. And release that insidious pain. And all people see is that my mom carried me in her womb for nine months. And I owe her. You know, I owe her my life. And I think about... (laughs) All my life, I thought that I was essentially born premature. I was born three weeks early. I think I was 37 weeks. To find out that I was induced and my mom just didn't want to be pregnant anymore. And I understand that it's her body, you know, her choice essentially, but... My older sister, she was born premature, you know, she was in the NICU, and, um, yeah, I would think that would be a little bit traumatizing, but yeah, so I was born three work, three weeks early, just because my mom was hot, and she didn't want to be pregnant in the summer, um, yeah, this is just bringing up a lot of painful emotions, And I think I'm feeling this way a lot because her birthday was recently and not having a relationship with her. I feel like birthdays and holidays and, you know, Mother's Day and stuff can honest, it can be difficult. It can be painful. But we do not owe anybody any type of relationship just because we're blood. We don't, it's. I don't understand what it is about society where there's this whole mentality of family above everything, family is everything, and that's it. That like that's just the end all be all. And say you have an estranged relationship with somebody in your family, that person is the outcast. That person is the black sheep. That is a person that people just in your family talk down to or talk down about because that person a lot of the times is probably trying to do better for themselves than the family that they were born into but why as a society do we look down on people who are trying to better themselves and trying to heal themselves I think about if I didn't take the step for everything to work the way it has at that time in 2014 15 16 17 even when I moved lost my childhood home because my mom wouldn't let me rent it out I had to move away and that's really what started full on my healing journey when I had to move away my dad and my sister just the three of us and our dog, 600 miles away from the rest of our family. And I'm, it was so painful at that time. I cried so much 
during that time, I was in this place of why me? Why is this happening? But now I can look back and think it was the best thing that's happened to me in regards to the path my life is on. And I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't set those boundaries where for the final time, when we packed up and we moved, it was the start that I needed and it was a start that I did not want. I tried so hard to stay back where I grew up. I tried so hard to, you know, and like convince my mom to just let me rent out the place. But no, she wanted the money up front from the buyer who was going to buy the house. And family is not everything. And if you're listening to this and there is a family member who causes you so much emotional turmoil, who makes you feel small, who just, you just don't feel your best self around them. And every time you're around them, you feel so bad, so maybe even gross. You are not a bad person for either wanting to communicate your boundaries and work something out. And you're not a bad person if you can't work something out. And the choice that you're left with is to remove that person from your life. And this goes for toxic friendships. I feel like people have so many friendships that are like, well, I've been friends with them for this long. I might as well keep going. No, telling you I'm saying this because I care about you I care about your mental well-being and your self-esteem so much that nobody you don't owe anybody anything just because of blood just because of time gone by I want the world and society to not put this blanket term that you owe your parents anything, your parents should have brought you into this world from love, not because they are trying to get something out of it, not because they think that they need to have kids just so that their kids can take care of them when they're elderly. Your parents should not have brought you into this world because they were missing something from their life because they grew up in a less than loving home. They wanted to fill a void. That's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility to be brought into this world to just be on the cycle of this emotional turmoil and passed down from generations to generations and every family tries to do better than what they grew up with. And sometimes it's just, it doesn't work that way because parents don't take the time to heal themselves. They don't Take the time for therapy and for meditation and journaling and, you know, mindfulness and working through their own trauma that they're carrying on to their kids. And it becomes like a family legacy. It comes almost like a family curse. 
And I cried so much because I think about if I have kids, my kids are not going to know their grandma. And I get worried if they do want to meet their grandma, how that whole process will go. And there is one thing, like, before we moved all, like, the family photo albums and the pictures and everything, I made sure that I kept pictures of people that aren't in my life anymore just in case my kids want to know what these people look like. I heal my inner child so much by thinking about my future children that I may or may not have. And I worry about being a good parent. And I feel like so many people do. They're like, am I even, am I going to traumatize my kids? Am I going to make their lives harder? But I think when you do realize that you do have toxic traits or that you have unhealthy coping mechanisms or, you know, habits or personality traits that you recognize in yourself aren't exactly healthy or, you know, the best, you have the opportunity to help heal yourself. Think about how you healing yourself could heal future generations and generations to come. And the world will be more peaceful. The world will be more accepting. The world will be more loving and compassionate and empathetic, sympathetic. I want that world. And I think about it sometimes that... Writing for OK Now Breathe and podcasting and Instagram and videos and my meditation channel, Peaceful Awakening Meditations. If I can heal other people or if I can help put people on the path towards healing, then it makes everything that I went through worth it. If I can help uplift humanity... It makes it worth it to me. And this is making me emotional talking about this because the pain, the emotional pain that I had to get through to this point, I never thought that I never thought that it would be worth it. But I can look back now in the past several years and feel grateful. And I think me realizing how grateful I am for everything, that I wouldn't wouldn't change it and I wouldn't take it back for the world, that is healing. This is true healing. And these emotions of my past, they get brought up again, and I have to work through them again, but I don't have to work through them with the same level of pain. I get to work through them through a more gentle and loving place, and I'm hoping that this episode 
touches one person's life. And I want you to know if you've ever cut ties with somebody that other people judge you for. I want you to know how proud I am of you. And if no one else tells you, based on the decision that you made for yourself, I love you. I'm so proud of you, and I love you. And I might never meet you, and I might never know your name, and I might never see your face. And I know this might sound out there, but I feel your energy with me right now. You are touching my heart right now. And this is a place of gratitude. I am so blessed that I get to do this. I am so blessed that this is where my life has brought me. From that little five-year-old who just wanted a hug to that eight-year-old who was screaming because I was scared because I didn't know how to process emotions and I was forced to wear diapers at eight years old and my mom said if you wanted to be treated like a baby or if you're going to act like a baby you'll get treated like a baby because I didn't know how to process emotions and right now with you I am processing these emotions and I have come so far And I am so proud of myself. And I am so proud of you. And I think that's all (laughs) I can say about this for now. I'm sure I'll bring something like this up again because it means so much to me in my healing that I know it is so painful but so worth it. And if you're listening to this and you're on this journey right now, I promise that it does get better. And I know that's so annoying to hear. But I'm not saying it just to fill in the blanks and fill in the words, fill in the space. I'm saying it because I mean it. And I'm so sorry if you're going through any pain right now. I'm so sorry if you're lying awake at night and you can't fall asleep because your mind is racing about the things that you're contemplating. If you should stay or you should go or what you should do and you feel lost. You can find your way as I have found my way. And I want to thank you so much for joining me in my message and in my life. And as you're joining me, whatever time you're listening to this, whether it's a nice rainy night, bright sunny morning, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Till we talk again. Thank you so much for listening.